0: Welcome back to Boozy Graphicology, where we're the home of strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. Back with you again, I am Jeff, and I'm going to be your host tonight as we continue our dive into the worst comic book movie. We're currently going through the Sweet 16, and back with us tonight, we've got our roundtable of comic book connoisseurs. So let's just go ahead and take a second to find out how they're doing and what's in their glass. Up first, Chris. Chris, how are you doing and what's in your glass tonight? Uh,
1: Jeff, I'm doing all right. I'm not complaining. I really can't complain. I have got a. Uh, I threw it out on Facebook earlier, and someone told me who is someone in one of our bourbon groups that who said they couldn't drink tonight. I said you get to pick what I'm what I'm drinking. So I sent him a picture of like seven bottles I hadn't opened, and he picked this one. And I love this bottle, so I'm very excited. Uh, This is Maker's Mark 46 cask strength. Uh, The Maker's Mark 46 in general is phenomenal. It's a really sweet bourbon, but it's really good. I've never had the cask strength before. I poured myself a glass over a little bit of an ice cube. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Oh, I would rather drink this than watch any of these movies ever again.
0: (laughs) Up next, we got Mike. Mike, how are you doing? and What's in your glass?
2: You know, Jeff, uh, swimming in these... uh... The world of terrible comic book movies uh, has been a little bit rough. It's kind of taken a toll a little bit. So I decided I needed something a little stronger than beer to take me home. So I got myself a nice little bottle of the Bardstown Bourbon Company Fusion Series. This is uh, one of the bottles I picked up in Louisville about a month ago. It is a blend of a couple of different bourbons. Is is what they do at, hence the fusion series. They have two of their own bourbons uh, with different mash bills, and then a third unspecified bourbon that all it says is it's from Kentucky, but it's an 11 year bourbon that kind of I guess smooth gives it a little bit of a smoother finish. This is actually a very good uh, good bourbon. It's got um, it goes down nice and smooth. It's only I think 94 proof, so but it's it's not not too sweet, but not too spicy. It's it's a just very nice. Got a good flavor to it. Very good, very good. And, diving in and going down in, nice and smooth is gonna be needed for this.
0: Diving into that sweet sixteen, starting to get into the harder stuff. <laughs> yep. Very good. Well, back with us again. We've got Jen. Jen, how are you doing and what's in your glass?
3: I am sick as heck. We are a house full of sick people right now. So uh you know you, you know Jason is sick when he, he actually let me drive his car. Today for more than just moving it out of the driving or parking driveway, whatever it is, his his precious Alfa Romeo Julia Giulia. Um, but yeah, so tonight uh, the only alcohol, um, on on the menu for me is gonna be Nyquil. So uh, yeah, it's one of those nights, guys. And, and honestly, like it's funny because I feel like crap, and now I have to go wade through these crappy movies and it's just it's it's gonna be difficult guys it's gonna be difficult
0: well at least these good these terrible movies aren't bringing down a good mood so hopefully that's something good to look forward to um let's see up next we've got Tony back with us Tony how are you doing and what's in your glass
4: I'm doing pretty good um you know looking looking forward to tonight Looking forward to uh, talking about some some awful movies, um, but let's be honest, uh, not really. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be lame for the the time this round, and I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. Because you think you'd think talking about these films, I'd be drinking something a little bit stiffer, but I'm just drinking some water again tonight. Uh, we'll we'll see how that goes for the rest of the night, and see if uh, something else ends up in front of me.
0: Yeah, well, you never know with this show. And especially with these movies. Um, Rounding out our table of five tonight, we've got Jason back with us. Jason, how are you doing? And what's in your glass?
5: Hey, guys. As uh, Jen said, we are a little bit under the weather today. Uh, But we're doing all right. Could be worse. Tony, just want to wish you luck. good luck without the alcohol during these movies because these were bad. Uh, Just want to say I... uh, started the pre-show drinking with uh some nyquil to keep me going uh might knock me out later but to hold me over while jen's driving my my first wife my julia gulia as she put it i've got some sugarland shine moonshine butterscotch cold it's delicious
0: very nice very nice and rounding out all out i've actually got a nice mix of both i've got a uh a can in which I would have liked to save to pop, but I just needed a drink, so I did that before the show of the Liquid Death Mountain Water, which is fantastic. All the hype is real. Drinking water out of a can is amazing. And, to round it all out, I've got my bottle of Angels Envy bourbon, uh, mm. In Me bourbon, finished in Port Wine Barrels. So... Uh, Couple throw throw a couple ice cubes in there and boy it's uh dangerously drinkable. <laughs> yeah, I think my cousin and I killed a bottle of that in one night
1: and that was not a fun next day.
0: Yeah. It's um, um yeah. It's it's gonna be fun. But as you all know note, noted, with these movies, boy is it warranted. And just like that, it's time to dive into those movies. We've got our first matchup, the one seed of I Frankenstein versus the thirteenth seed of Daredevil. With the first decision in this matchup, it is Chris.
1: So I I told our panelists earlier that I went back and actually watched three of these movies again. And not all of I couldn't watch all the movies because these movies are all terrible, but I watched portions of three of these movies again. And these are actually two that I watched again because I honestly didn't know which way I was going to go because I genuinely hate, hate both these movies. And I went back and watched them. And I found a couple of things. One, the, the fight at the beginning of Daredevil where it's uh, Matt Murdock's father against another boxer. The boxer that by, is by a gentleman by the name of John Romita who is a famous, famous uh, uh, comic artist who has worked with both DC and Marvel and I believe his son John Romita Jr. was just working on Superman at DC. So that was actually really cool. And that's about the extent of what was cool about Daredevil. It's Ben Affleck right now is a really good actor. Ben Affleck, when this movie came out, was terrible. And it the script doesn't do him any favors, but it's a bad movie. I, Frankenstein's not a great movie either. But I went back to it, and I, I it, as bad as this is, I, I didn't look at script, I didn't look at anything else, I looked at, which one had the better special effects and which one actually kept me more entertained? And I've, I've ripped on, absolutely ripped on the special effects in I, Frankenstein, and deservedly so. But there's scenes in there where it's Aaron Eckhart battling demons and just watching them descend to hell every time he stabs them or punches them with his sticks. is actually really freaking cool to this day. Um, The, the gargoyles, for some reason, ascend to heaven because gargoyles do that. Don't don't know don't care, but I actually kind of bought Aaron Eckhart in that role a little bit, and watching that was actually more entertaining than watching this this insane stupid fight scene of Ben Affleck jumping into a jumping into a room of men with guns, and there's a good forty of them in there, and somehow not getting shot. Like are the, these are the wor- these are worse than stormtroopers because he's jumping into the middle of them all and just flat out killing people. No. Honestly, for me, in this case, as much as I love the comic Daredevil, the movie was just garbage. And the acting in it is terrible. So, no. Ben Affleck completely ruined it for me. Jennifer Garner did nothing for me as Elektra. Daredevil
0: moves on. And Daredevil does pick up our first vote. Up next, Mike.
2: So somewhat similarly to Chris, I actually this past week did something, too, that I haven't done in almost 20 years. And I went back and I watched part of Daredevil. I I just watched some clips like Chris. I didn't watch the whole thing because, again, I'm not going to endure that. But not to mention, I just don't have time. And I it's not I wouldn't say that I've necessarily been defending the movie because I've admitted it's bad, but I've been saying it's not that bad. So first off, Mia culpa. It's very, very bad. It is very, <laughs> very early 2000s in the way that it's done. I Watching it, I kind of understand why t- me of 20 years ago thought it was at worst mediocre, but it's really just terrible now. But I come to a slightly different conclusion than Chris, uh, Is that I still think I, Frankenstein is worse. There's a lot of cringy things in Daredevil, but there at least seems to be a little bit more uh, joy, for lack of a better word, in its filmmaking. It it at least seems like they're trying to, they're trying, even though they're failing. You know, There's, there's some kinetic energy to it. Again, it is very early 2000s style kinetic energy. It's doing what every movie of that, era did and ripping off the matrix and doing so poorly uh, but it i mean you know we get michael clark duncan as kingpin that that's kind of cool i frankenstein just it's just it's such a slog for me and it never makes me care it's i just didn't like it at all so i'm actually going to give my vote to i frankenstein here
0: and we have split the vote i frankenstein picking up its first vote up next jen
3: yeah, so I'm I'm kind of like I agree with both Chris and Mike on different things. Um, however, unlike them, um, it's not that I didn't have time to go back and watch some of these movies or even clips of some of these movies. It's more along the lines of I couldn't find it within myself to make it a priority because I just didn't want to get that depressed while we're in a house full of sick people. Um, so we just we decided not to um but yeah thinking back on these two movies like um, i i do kind of agree with chris on the whole you know they the special effects were were, were kind of cool Whatever, you know they got sent to hell or whatever but no i i kind of have to be true to my heart here and say i mean daredevil's got to take it as worse of the two because it was just so bad and not the daredevil that i know and love and it was just it was bad
0: and daredevil picks up the second vote tony
4: so i think it's funny mike uh, i didn't go back and watch clips of these ones because i was pretty sure how i was going to vote but i did watch a few clips for some other movies uh but this one i've been pretty set on how i felt about one of these particular movies the whole entire time and I, cons- I think I've consistently said that it is by and far one of the worst comic book films, uh, and honestly just one of the worst films, and that is Daredevil. Um, I can't remember if we've talked about this, but for some reason, this film tries to make it so that we can see what Daredevil sees. And the whole entire point of Daredevil is that he's meant to be blind and that he does all this incredible stuff blind and sure the comics have kind of hinted that he has a a, a different sense that kind of takes over but there was no reason for me to see that awkward rain scene with uh ben affleck and um oh gosh i'm blanking on the actress's name at the moment jennifer regardless jennifer Gardner. thank you chris um i'll talk about her more later uh but for me, that that is just an awful movie scene. And it is, it, I, I, Mike said it perfectly, it is so Matrix. It is so Neo and Trinity in the rain. Um, we didn't need it. We'll never watch that film all the way through again. Uh, I would rather watch three seasons and take two weeks to watch those three seasons of The Daredevil on Netflix than to ever touch this horrible film. It definitely gets my vote.
0: And Daredevil does pick up the third vote, but we still need to hear from Jason. Jason, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah,
5: so since Daredevil's moving on, I guess there's not much to say. I just, um, I mean, I I agree with all of you guys. It's just these two movies were terrible. I, Frankenstein, was an abomination of the story, in my opinion. The comic uh, was a lot darker, I think, than the movie the daredevil in the movie is nothing like the comics they i i I agree with you i i jokingly call it monster vision with my children uh it's when they do these stupid tricks i think the only movie i ever liked it in was predator uh maybe aliens i don't know if they did it in aliens but uh maybe it was one of the games but anyway i digress uh if i had to vote i would probably have voted frankenstein but uh it's daredevil so daredevil we'll see you later
0: all right daredevil will be moving on. Our next matchup is the three seed of Jonah Hex versus the two seed of Catwoman. Up first, we got Mike.
2: You know, this is an altogether fitting matchup for the Sweet 16, because here we have two absolutely terrible films with inexplicably great casts. I mean, there's a lot of Academy Award nominees sprinkled across both of these movies, a couple winners. Honestly, between these two, I thought about it a lot. I didn't really have much to go on. They're both bad, clearly. I mean, they're a three and two seed. It's essentially the matchup that you expect in a Sweet Sixteen based on the seeding. Ultimately, here's what I landed on, and I kind of went back to a discussion we had in the last episode when Chris talked about Megan Fox being relegated to that kind of stereotypical Western role where you know women are, women are only can be like damsels in distress or hookers, and she gets the hooker role. We And Catwoman, even though it fails to do this on so many levels, is at least trying to have a strong, badass female lead. And again, even though it's very cringy in so many ways, at least it kind of has that going for it. And honestly, I'm sorry, but Halle Berry is just sexier to me, so even though I think Catwoman overall will have more of a pop culture legacy for its badness, I think Jonah Hex is actually the worst film here.
0: And we're getting started with Jonah Hex, picking up the first vote. Jen?
3: Yeah, I agree. Like You'd expect these movies to be pretty freaking awesome, considering all of the big names that you have strewn about everywhere. But yeah, they were both pretty shitty. Um, this was kind of difficult for me because they're they're both kind of on the same level for me. I didn't really care too much either way. Um, but Halle Berry is sexier, so uh, I, I I I I'm just gonna use that and just say that I'm maybe it's for Jonah Hex because Halle Berry is just hot.
0: All right, Jonah Hex picks up a second vote. Tony,
4: I don't know, man. These both these films are are both pretty horrible. Um, the one thing I, I will say that Jonah Hex at least goes somewhat closer to the comic book origins of Jonah Hex. I don't know. It's still just a weird and not quite Jonah Hexy enough for me. I don't know if anybody has actually read some of those comics, but they get weird. Um, Catwoman. And I'm trying to remember, and I'm pretty sure she works for like, either I want to say either a pharmaceutical company or a cosmetics company. And it's just like, I know she's not Selena Kyle, but it, it just feels so weird. Like, that's the whole entire thing is like, it's a Catwoman movie, but it's not a Catwoman it's a completely different character who is becoming Catwoman and is based around the story of Bost, who we know from Marvel, is the panther god, uh, which is borrowed from Egyptian mythology. And it's it's just weird, and I'm trying to wrap my ha- head around it. I don't know. I, I think my vote kind of has to go to Catwoman on this. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's it's the worst film out of these two.
0: And Catwoman picks up its first vote. Jason?
5: Yeah, this is this one's actually easy for me, guys. Um yeah, Tony, I agree with you. Catwoman. Catwoman all the way. Uh it's so nonsensical. It's not the character. I don't care how sexy Halle Berry is. Uh, she definitely could not save this one. It's I, I'm remind there's so many cringy scenes in this movie, um, two in particular. One, I just want to mention the, the basketball scene when Halle Berry is playing basketball with the love interest dude, right? And They're in front of a bunch of kids, and instead of shooting hoops, they're actually like dancing and twerking and stuff. It, it was the cringiest thing I think I've seen in cinema. Um, and it was funny. There's, there's another scene in Catwoman. <laughs> Uh, it reminds me of those cheesy shooters in the arcades. The, the movie was shot so poorly. Uh, do you guys remember, like, in a video game, uh, you would enter a room, there's only one door, you know, there's no windows, it's just it's just a room. The camera pans, all of a sudden it pans back and there's suddenly enemies in the room. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to how they got there. They actually did that in the film Catwoman. That's how bad it was. Uh, there's no way Jonah Hex is... Badly as that movie was done is worse than catwoman in my opinion so uh, my vote goes to that pile of trash
0: and catwoman picks up its second vote now i'd like to take a second to remind everyone that we are on a new round and we are on our second matchup in the sweet 16 so while we'll throw this over to chris for his decision would anyone like to sway him with a buzzer beater That's a lot of silence from the crowd. So, Chris, this one is on you.
1: As it should be, because there's no way my opinion was going to be swayed by a buzzer beater short of offering me bourbon or maybe something else. Now, with that being said, I have waxed poetic about why I hate both these movies in the past, and that doesn't change anything. These are both god-awful movies. The thing that I come back to is... They're based on comic books. Well, hold on. They're supposed to be based on comic books. And one of them is. Like, it's not a good movie, but Jonah Hex is based on the book. Like, the character is very much like he is in the book. Um, the story is kind of pulled from the Jonah Hex comics, from what I understand. I, I never read Jonah Hex. My, my knowledge of Jonah Hex comes tangentially from him in, interacting with other characters that I'm familiar with uh, in comics. Now... Actually, much like Legends of Tomorrow, where he's actually a much better version of Jonah Hex. Catwoman, as Tony said, is nonsensical. It does not tie back to the books at all. And they have this this character with such a rich, deep history of character development in the DC Comics world that they're not touching on. Selina Kyle it could be a great character. They said, no, we're not going to use Selina Kyle. We're going to have some Egyptian god, goddess come back and bring this woman back. Like, Tony, it was a cosmetics company, and she was killed because she overheard that cosmetics can kill people. That's why Catwoman died in the movie. Cosmetics can kill people. Now, keep in mind, generally speaking, cosmetics are usually a female-dominated brand. This movie, each and every part of it just seems so haphazardly put together. That it's it's literally that bad. Like, I don't think anyone is there to do anything other than collect a paycheck. Catwoman is by far worse than Jonah Hex, and Jonah Hex is hot garbage. Move Catwoman along.
0: And Catwoman will be going on to the Elite Eight. Our next matchup is the number one seed of 2015's Fantastic Four versus our number four seed of RIPD. Up uh, but the first decision is Jen.
3: I don't like being the first decision maker. Um, yeah, out of these two, I mean, I, I, I actually voted, I believe, for both of these, um, which doesn't really help. I, I don't like either of these movies. Um, ripped? No, I didn't actually. I didn't vote for for ripped or I R.I.P.D. I think I voted for Judge Dredd because. I actually got a couple of decent laughs when I watched Ripd, um, but I think I was more invested in Fantastic Four as a franchise because I enjoy the comics. So uh, just for that, and because I mean I, I I've never read the Ripd comics or anything like that, I'm gonna vote Fantastic Four as the worst of the two because I I wanted it to be good.
0: All right, we're starting now the voting with a Fantastic Four. Up next is Tony.
4: I, I think Jen hit it right on the head with that last statement. I wanted it to be good. And for a little bit there, with Fantastic Four, there was that slight bit of hope. Just this this little little flickering flame. It looked like they were finally getting a good doom. The cast was incredible. They were younger you are going to see the start of the first family. It was going to be awesome. And then I watched that movie. Sorry, I fell asleep during that movie. I've said this before. I'm I'm going to say it again. I don't fall asleep during movies. That movie, it, it is such a hot pile of garbage that I knew within 15 minutes of watching it that I'm going to hate every second of this and it's not going to be good. And there's really not going to be any redeeming qualities of it. Sure. Michael B. Jordan. He's pretty damn attractive. And he's an awesome idea for Johnny Storm. It wasn't his fault. His character writing sucked. Sue Storm. Sure. Uh, The actress uh, Kate Mara. Pretty attractive. Looks great as Sue Storm. Couldn't, Couldn't save the writing for her. Miles Teller I thought would be a great read Richards Jamie Bell is Ben Grimm good casting I was like you know he doesn't look like who I assume Ben is but once it becomes a thing it won't matter nothing could do to save the lackluster boring dredged out film that this was Fantastic Four gets my vote and I'll talk about it even more later
0: alright Fantastic Four picks up a second vote Jason
4: Yeah, I agree with, uh,
5: and Tony, um, I'm not gonna waste too much time on this. I, I'd never read the comics either, uh, from RIPD, so I can't judge it, I guess, based on that. But I mean, as a movie, it was pretty bad. However, we've talked about this in the podcast before, you know, there's certain expectations with certain films and it might be a little unfair to them, um. But with Fantastic Four, this was, you know, the reboot. We were, we were all excited. You know, it was kind of like, all right, they finally figured it out they're going to make this one the right way, and it was a letdown. Um, if you went into R.I.P.D., all right, you know, all right, it was a miss. You, it's pretty forgettable. I don't think many comic book fans are going to be up in arms over it as much as they were with Fantastic Four. So, Fantastic Four also gets my vote.
0: And Fantastic Four picks up that important third vote. But we still need to hear from Chris and Mike. Chris, let's hear some thoughts on this.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about Fantastic Four. I'm going to talk about something that happened in R.I.P.D. that absolutely pisses me off. And this happens in movies a lot. It happens in horror movies a lot. And it's the the point of the movie where one character knows more than the audience and one character knows more than the other. And there's a scene in R.I.P.D. where Jeff Bridges and full-on Rooster Cogburn um, is interrogating a potential, I don't even know what the hell they were, demons or whatever they were, I don't even know, a dead person who's escaped. And he stops on the way and he grabs a, a thing of Indian food. And the entire scene takes place with him eating Indian food. But it's nasty. He's got food dripping out of his mouth. It's it's disgusting, which probably on par for someone from the 1800s who was a cop, whatever. Um, but it's making the the subject very uncomfortable. And it come. I come to realize, you know, watching this movie a little bit later on, that they, they kind of bring up that it's Curry. Curry makes these beings uncomfortable, which is the dumbest freaking thing in the world. Curry makes dead people who are impersonating real people uncomfortable. Just let that sink in. But also, it come to find out that later on in the movie when they're interrogating someone, he just, I think Ryan Reynolds' character, just takes a handful of Curry and throws it at the guy. Okay, you could. the only reason to include that scene is to make the audience either try and laugh or because it had nothing to do with the story. It did nothing to drive the plot forward. And to me, that's the story of RIPD. It's a bunch of things that are there just to make the audience laugh and not progress the story at all. I hate that movie. And I hate the fact that it's a buddy cop movie where the, the quote-unquote buddy cops freaking hate each other until the end. There's no witty banter. It's not Riggs and Murtaugh. Hell, it's not Tuner and Hooch. It's Rooster Cogburn and the world's worst Ryan Reynolds hairdo. With all that being said, Fantastic Four is terrible.
0: Move it along. All right. And Mike, let's hear your final thoughts.
2: Uh, Well, I don't know if uh, Jeff's Freudian slip is going to be edited out in post, but uh, he did inspire me along with the thought of both of these movies to uh, give myself a Fantastic pour so I did. Uh, Whiskey was running low there. Uh, Beyond that, I don't have very much to add. I have been a huge champion, I think, so far for the sheer badness that is Fantastic Four. uh, Tony said it great. All the characters are underwritten, uh, so it's not the actor's fault. It's just... But they're a I mean, I guess it's a little bit of the actor's fault because there's also no chemistry between the actors. Whether that's the writing or the actors themselves, it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna belabor the point. Drink up, move Fantastic Four along.
0: And Fantastic Four will be going on to the Elite Eight. Our next matchup is the six seed of 2014's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus the two seed of Superman Four Quest for peace with our first vote is tony
4: so i i I said earlier that i had gone back and watched some clips of movies superman 4 is one of them i was trying to remember what about this film i hated so much like i i really just did not enjoy this film and then i got to one specific scene And it's a scene of Christopher Reeves' Superman getting radiation poisoning. Now, sure, Nuclear Man was probably more radioactive than a nuclear bomb, somehow, even though he was made from a nuclear bomb. Uh, But you're telling me that Superman, a Kryptonian... Who gets his powers from the sun, a giant ball of nuclear energy, is going to get radiation sickness. Well, that's just fucking dumb. It's by far, and this is a Michael Bay film that it's going up against, so I thought it would, you know, put up at least a little bit of a fight. Now, Superman 4. So fucking dumb. Gets my vote.
0: And we get started with a Superman 4 vote. Up next is Jason.
5: Well said, Tony. Uh, Exactly. Yeah, I have no love for the new TMNT reboot. Uh, I don't like them. I don't like the direction they took it in. Um, But it was like... uh, The Superman 4 movie kind of reminded me of the Star Wars Holiday Special... It's like, I remember my son coming to me and saying, Dad, I really, really, really want to watch the Star Wars Holiday Special. And I was like, Alex, no matter how bad you think it is, it's worse. Like, you're thinking, it's Star Wars, how bad can it be? It's bad. That's Superman Four in the series. If anyone's out there listening right now and you haven't seen it and for some reason you're thinking about watching it, don't do it. If you're going to watch TMNT, go ahead and waste your time. But I'm I'm imploring, do not watch Superman Four. Sorry, Christopher Reeves. Uh,
0: That movie sucked. And Superman 4 picks up a second vote. Chris? Yeah. These are two movies that came out.
1: I hate. I absolutely hate Superman 4. And what I hate the most about it is that this is the movie that, like, Christopher Reeves fought tooth and nail to make. He had script input. He, it was his freaking story. That, that, that's what it is. That's why Gene Hackman came back. That's how they got Margot Kidder to come back. It's because it was his freaking story. And it was a, an attempt at a political statement. That's what it was. It was an attempt at a political statement. Superman throwing nuclear bombs into the sun. Well, that didn't work. Apparently we have nuclear, man. Stupid shit. To me, the most the worst thing, for, the worst sin of Superman four, the worst sin of Superman: A Quest for Peace, is one the fact that it set the superhero genre back a long time. Was it Batman eight nine was the next big superhero movie to come out? But two is it really it, it tarnished a little bit, if not more than a little bit, my interpretation of Christopher Reeve's Superman because after the Dick Donner stuff is done. It's two terrible movies, and this is the worst of them all. It's not like this any, got any better. This only got worse than Superman 3. Superman 4, Quest for Pieces by far, and I quote, by far the worst movie. Do not watch it. Move it along. We're going to complain about it later, uh, hopefully some more later.
0: And Superman 4 picks up the crucial third vote. But let's still hear from Mike and Jen. Mike?
2: I... I think it is remarkable, honestly, that the panelists preceding me have said that Superman 4 is a far worse, not just a worse, but a far worse movie than the 2014 TMNT reboot. And it's crazy how much I agree with them. It it really is. It's just a terrible film. TMNT 2014... I can at least see there's a certain demographic. I, I was As I was doing some research, and it, this is kind of what I hit on with TMNT 2014, because I knew it was nominated for a bunch of Razzies and stuff like that. It was also nominated for Kids' Choice Awards for Best Film. It at least has an appeal to a certain demographic that is probably 8 to 12, uh, maybe, of that time. I don't even know if it would appeal to 8 to 12-year-olds now, but maybe it would. I don't know. I don't know who superman four would appeal to it's just it's just dull it's terrible and it's it's dumb and it is it is a shame you know because as chris said it, it wasn't at a at a worthwhile political statement but it was so ham-handed and it was it just went down like a lead balloon so yeah superman four move it on
0: and superman four picks up a third vote jen
3: I mean, there's really not much more I could say that hasn't been said already. I mean, this is the second TMNT movie Superman 4 has come up against, and the second one it has lost two, one, two. I don't, I don't know if I should consider this a, a loss or a win because it's just sad. It's just sad. Um, yeah. As soon as Tony, I believe, was like. He got radiation poisoning. Radiation poisoning. Superman. What? How does that make any sense? And yeah, I've I've talked about how horrible I believe the newest iterations of TMNT to be, but they don't hold a candle to the shit show that was Superman 4. So either way, I would have voted for
0: Superman. And Superman 4 picks up the sweep. Our next matchup is going to be the 16 seed of Spider-Man 3 versus the 13 seed of Justice League, the Weeden Cut. This, by far, has got to be our highest-seeded matchup this late in the game. So let's see where it takes us. Begging the first decision is Jason.
5: All right. Well, let's kick this one off, huh? Um I know I've mentioned this before. Uh don't get me wrong when I say this, this they're both terrible movies. But there are some redeeming qualities to, to Spider Man three that I like and, and some of them are the memes. And I know that's not the direction that they wanted. That's not what they, they, they anticipated, right? How does a meme make the movie any better? I don't know. It's just it. I think it's gonna kind of sit in our subconscious and the the public psyche for a while. It's the uh, the humor aspect of it, but I I don't like the Justice League movie. I I have not seen the other cut. I know I know. Um, I've been told many times to do it, but I haven't. But based on the Whedon cut. I'm still going to say it's it's terrible. DC has not been doing it for me lately. The Justice League um, kind of fell into the same thing with X-Men for me. They weren't um, taking enough time to build up these story arcs. They were just trying to kind of rush everything for me. Um, uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear what everyone else has to say, because I'm going to vote for Justice League on this one.
0: And we get started with Justice League, picking up the first vote. Chris?
1: Uh, yeah, Jason's gonna hear what I have to say about this one because there are things in Justice League that I actually like. Now, I have the benefit of seeing the Snyder cut and seeing the the Whedon cut, and the Snyder cut is by far better. It, to me, it's not even close. It's a more complete film. It's there are some very artistic shots the the way the story unfolds and finally getting Dark Side in the in the in any type of physical form is awesome. But there are things the Whedon cut actually does really well, and the one that the piece that I kind of come back to is the fact that one, there's Ben Affleck's performance as Batman. I don't agree with the way they wrote Batman. I never have in the Zack Snyder universe. Uh, we're gonna talk more about that with Batman v Superman later. But I think that's still in the bracket. I don't even know. But Batman is the world's smartest detective, right? He's the one of the smartest people on the planet. And the thing that the the Whedon cut got right is that it was Batman that knew that Lois would be the tether for Superman to bring him back to the world when they revived him. Lois would be the only thing that could bring him back. Not Martha or the other Martha or the other Martha, I'm assuming, was out there. It was Lois. As dumb as some of those movies have been in the DCEU, that right there was actually really smart, and it made a lot of sense, because of course Batman's going to know that. Of course he's going to do that. He wasn't smart enough to figure out who Aquaman was, and we need Lex Luthor for that. Well, no, no, done. Getting out of there. Going away from Lex Luthor. There are things in the Whedon cut that I actually do like, and that sounds absolutely, positively insane. And for the life of me, I can't think of anything I like in Spider-Man 3 except for the completely unearned Hobgoblin turning into a, a good guy at the end. It's unearned. It's 100% unearned, but it is kind of supposed to Hobgoblin and Spider-Man fighting on the same side against two villains that are completely just... There's no origin story. There's no, you don't care. You genuinely don't care. Topher Grace is a dick and they don't give anything to Sandman who's one of the best characters in the Spider-Man canon. No, Spider-Man 3 to me is by far a worse film movie if for no other reason than expectations fucking matter. I knew going into Justice League was going to be a hot mess and I didn't care. I thought going into Spider-Man 3 I was going to go see this continuation of an epic story and I got that. Spider-Man 3 is worse and to me it's not even close. I'm getting pissed off now. I'm sorry. (laughs)
0: And we split the vote with Spider-Man 3 picking up its first vote.
2: Mike? So on the rare occasions that in boozy bracketology history, because it's never happened in real life, but on the rare occasions that a 16 seed has made it this far, this has been the end of the line. I mean, a 16 seed making it to the Sweet 16 is pretty impressive. But here's the rub for everything that I hate about Spider-Man three. And I don't even know if we've mentioned the, the deus ex machina Butler, where the fuck have you been for the entire movie thing where (laughs) he suddenly tells, uh, Harry Osborn. Oh no, your father, like, where were you during all of this to tell him how his father died? Like, who are you? That's, uh, I might be tipping my hand here a little bit for everything that I hate about Spider-Man three. Can I truly argue it's a worse movie than justice league? I, I, honestly struggled with this one maybe more than any other one on this bracket, I think. Because on the one hand, I do feel like Spider-Man 3, it's a little more cohesive. It's the vision of a single director, albeit with a lot of studio interference. Justice League's a little more disjointed. You can kind of tell the way that they pieced it together and and that kind of thing. But ultimately, I actually think Justice League, for all of its faults, is actually an improvement over Batman V Superman. I expect it. I, you know, Chris kind of said it. I expected not very much. I didn't get very much, but overall I thought that it was not complete and total garbage. I don't really think that about spider Spider-Man three. It does have a few redeeming moments that, the the, the It's the comical scene with Bruce Campbell. Everything Bruce Campbell makes everything better, let's be honest, is one such thing. But overall, Spider Man 3, Chris said it. I've been saying it this whole bracket. Expectations matter. Spider Man 3 fails harder because it had more to live up to with the previous two movies. Is that fair? Maybe, maybe not. But I am voting for Spider Man 3.
0: And Spider Man 3 picks up its second vote. Jen?
3: You know, I, I actually think that my, my vote is changing at the last minute. So they make a good point. You know, it's expectations, right? I so, uh, Spider-Man 1 and 2, I thoroughly enjoyed. You know, I, I it to me, they were fun. They were awesome. I saw them in the movie theaters. I the excited to see number three. And it was a huge letdown. Like, what what is this emo shit that I'm seeing on the screen right now? I don't get it. Um... Justice League, I don't really have much to say about it. I I mean, I didn't go into it because I didn't go into it with high hopes, I guess. You know, my expectations weren't high for it, but they were for Spider-Man 3. Um, And I think just based on that, I mean, both of them are not good movies. Obviously, they're here for a reason, right? But I just feel like expectation-wise, I expected more out of Spider Man 3. So that's gonna get my vote.
0: And just like that, Spider-Man 3 has got its third vote. Let's hear what Tony has to say.
4: So I will start out by saying that Justice League from the Weed and Cut standpoint, it is not a good film. It's just not. Um I think that if you look at it comparatively to the much better, as Chris said, uh, Snyder Cut, you can see what it was intended to be. What vision there was originally there and then what it kind of got turned into via studio involvement and also um, Whedon's involvement as well. And it does create that very disjointed ideology in that film. But there is still a story there that has consequence and, you know, kind of a weight to it. You can tell that there's stuff happening that matters to the characters. Um Spider-Man Three, I I I feel like Spider-Man had all of his character development in Spider-Man Two. There wasn't, in in fact, Spider-Man Three rewalked a lot of his character development that was resolved in Spider-Man Two. They they took it away, and and yeah, you can you can sit here and shit on Tobey Maguire and his awful whatever the hell the scene is when he's wearing the black suit. But he's wearing the black suit. It changes who he is. It does that in the comics. I can almost forgive that. What I can't forgive is Topher Grace as Venom, as Eddie Brock. I, I can't forgive Sandman. I can't forgive shoehorning Hobgoblin into a film, honestly, a film late. Like, if you, if you wanted to bring in Hobgoblin or at least, you know, kind of hint at him, why not in number two when he's dealing with the loss of his father? It It's just, you can tell that Sam Raimi, who has gone on record as saying this movie failed, you can tell that he was not excited to do this movie, that the the studio was so involved. He did not want Venom in it. He does not like the character of Venom. So he didn't write it well. And Venom is such an integral part to the story and even in the comic books to a uh, a pivotal moment in Peter's life that if you do it poorly, it'll never be a good film. Um, and I think it does things a lot worse than Justice League does So it would add my vote anyways.
0: And just like that, Spider-Man 3 will be moving on to the round. Just like that, Spider-Man 3 will be moving on to the Elite 8. Our next matchup is the 3 seed of Steel versus the 15 seed of X-Men Apocalypse. Potentially putting us in a 16 to 15 seed matchup in the Elite 8. Can't wait to see where this goes. Let's get started. Chris.
1: We've covered this before. Expectations matter. X-Men Apocalypse let me down in more ways than I can count. X-Men Apocalypse is by far the worst film because expectations matter. Shaq, you didn't go out in the Iliad Eight this time. You're going to go in the Sweet Sixteen. Move X-Men Apocalypse along.
0: <laughs> With some bold premonitions here. X-Men Apocalypse picks up its first vote.
2: Mike? I've labored on this one a little bit, too, because, again, expectations, as Chris said, matter. And and caring matters, too. I, I think that it's fairly safe to say that we all care more about the X-Men. I'm not familiar with Steel. And when you talk about expectations, with Steel, I pretty much get what I expect. I'm going to see... A comic book style action movie starring Shaquille O'Neal. I'm not expecting a masterpiece. It's a way to kill an hour and 40 some minutes. It's in that sense kind of fine. It's like it's bad, but I'm expecting bad when I, I don't really know who puts on steel going. I think this is going to replace Gone with the Wind as the greatest movie ever made. It's just, you know, you're, you know, it's a bad film. When you put it on, you know it's a bad film. X-Men Apocalypse had such a rich comic book history and story to pull from. And what it gave us, especially when you combine the that it had done a lot to set up some stuff with the previous two movies, which also did have their flaws and all the acting talent, the bringing in Oscar Isaac and everything, all the talent involved with that movie, what it gave us is inexcusable. And so it might end up being a 15, 16 and I think that's hilarious, but I agree 100% with Chris X-Men apocalypse is worse and mo- it should move on.
0: And X-Men apocalypse does pick up a second vote. Jen.
3: Yeah, I think I said last time, I actually did not absolutely hate X-Men Apocalypse. Um, I I had a a, a decently good time, as long as I kind of removed my brain from the comics and just focused on what it was. Um, I'm I'm sure that I'm going to catch hell for saying that later, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, Steel, you know, like you guys said, I didn't really go into it with any specific expectations um and i i already have my choice marked down from the last time uh, when we were figuring this out and i'm just gonna go with it because i already have a feeling that i'm gonna be a one-off i'm gonna choose steel as the worst of the two movies because i just i did not like it
0: like at all whatsoever and steel picks up its first vote preventing the 15th seed from moving on. Tony?
4: Nope. Wrap it up, put a bow on it, call it hot shit, and move it on. X-Men Apocalypse gets my vote. It is a terrible film. I'll talk about it a lot more next (laughs) time.
0: Belaboring absolutely zero points is Tony with the third vote for X-Men Apocalypse. But let's just hear what Jason has to say. That's funny.
5: Not much to say, I guess. Objectively, I would say Steel's probably the worst movie of the two. Subjectively, X-Men Apocalypse uh, is a big letdown. So, doesn't matter. Let's talk about X-Men later.
0: And that we will, as it will go on to face the 16th seed of Spider-Man 3. Our next matchup is going to be the nine seed of Batman vs. Superman against the twelve seed of X-Men Origins Wolverine. Up first will be Mike.
2: My vote is for Son of the Mask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, seriously, I look, I, I didn't vote for either of these last round, which isn't to say that I don't think that they're bad. I, I just, I genuinely thought Son of the Mask was a Final Four movie. Uh, so I'm flabbergasted to, ha- to have this matchup. It's not the conversation I thought would... Be having here but it's the conversation that we will be having and we did move batman versus superman on over son of the mask and i do understand why batman versus superman is the worst film here i and if it the hell if it beats son of the mask it sure as hell better be should beat x-men origins wolverine origins has a lot of problems as we've discussed many of them but overall, it's it's still a better exploration of its character. It's still, for everything that it that sucks about X Men Origins Wolverine, you still get to see Hugh Jackman suit up as Logan. It's so it's not horrendous. Batman v Superman is more of a letdown. It tries to do too many things. That the teammate, the first encounter of Batman versus Superman cinematically it should have been this. Grand thing, and it just wasn't. It's and, and throwing Wonder Woman to boot. And Gal Gadot is great. It's not her fault. You know, it's it's just the 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 script's not there. It's tr- they're trying to do too much. They're trying to catch up with Marvel too quickly, and so many of the things that they're doing, they're not doing well. And that does make Batman v Superman the worst movie, and it should move on here.
0: And Batman v Superman gets us started with a vote. Jen?
3: So I'm going to have to disagree on one thing here. Um, I still am not a fan of Gal Gadot as an Amazonian warrior. She does not scream Amazonian to me. Um, she may be a good actress, but she just she's just not Wonder Woman to me. Um, other than that, I, <laughs> I absolutely loathe Batman v Superman. Um, you know, I... I X-Men Origins Wolverine, it's not my favorite X-Men movie, it's probably not my least favorite either, but it is what it is, I honestly didn't have really all that high expectations with that one for some reason, but uh, there's way too much crap talk about Batman v. Superman, and I... I, uh, yeah, that's that's really that that's all I'm going to go into right now. But yeah, definitely Batman v Superman.
0: And Batman v Superman picks up a second vote. Tony,
4: man, Mike, I I, I agree with you, man. This is not the conversation I want to be having in the the Elite Eight or no Sweet Sixteen. Sorry, either conversation. Did not see any of these movies. Either of these movies in this conversation. Yeah, if I'm looking at solely these two films, yes, there's one that I think is much worse than the other. And that's Batman vs. Superman. You want to talk about the hot garbage mess of the ending that is X-Men Origins Wolverine. How the hell can you ignore the ending of Batman vs. Superman? Which has not been talked about at all. And that's Doomsday. You are seriously going to somehow... Shoehorn both Dark Knight Returns and the death of Superman into one movie. And expect me to be happy about that because you gave me Doomsday on the big screen. First off, where the hell are Doomsday's bone spikes? Why is he a zombie? Why did Lex Luthor create him? Why is Lex Luthor... Jesse Eisenberg. Don't know. <laughs> don't know. Um, but, yeah, it, uh, objectively, it is the much worse film of these two. It gets my vote. Let's move it on.
0: Uh, Batman v Superman picks up a third vote. Jason?
5: Yeah, I pretty much agree with uh, what Jen and Tony said. Um, I don't know. As a comic book movie, X-Men Origins didn't really get much wrong. I mean, it, it got some big things wrong, but, I mean, it still hit some points. Batman vs. Superman, for me, missed more. And, uh, yeah, I really, really dislike that movie. And, again, it's just like DC has the same problem as the, the X-Men series. They just try to shoehorn too much into it too fast. So, Superman... Uh, Batman vs. Superman gets my vote.
0: And Batman vs. Superman picks up a fourth vote. Chris... I'm going to
1: take Tony to task
0: here for a second. Uh,
1: Batman v Superman gets my vote. That's obvious. But Tony brought up the fact that, well, Frank Miller's Batman used guns. And you're right. Frank Miller's Batman used guns. There's no arguing that. It's almost as if Frank Miller's Batman had some political commentary tied into it. What did Zack Snyder's Batman have tied into it? Was there any political commentary in him mowing down thugs with machine guns tied to the Batmobile? No, he thought it looked cool. Frank Miller's commentary is layered throughout uh, the Dark Knight Returns. It is one hundred, and don't like, that is one of my favorite comic books of all time. His social commentary, as unpopular as it was when that book came out, because remember when that book came out in the eighties, Reaganomics was a big thing to a lot of people. A huge thing to a lot of people. And that took balls the size of boulders to include that much context into that book. And for if for no other reason than I feel like the dark or Batman v Superman just absolutely shit out what Frank Miller did is such a letdown. Because that book is arguably the best graphic novel, the best comic. One of the top five on the Mount Rushmore of comic book stories of all time. The Dark Knight Returns is up there. And they shoehorned it into this movie because they thought it would look cool. And that pisses me off. They didn't earn any of it. Batman v Superman is the worst movie. And in this case, has nothing to do with Martha. Move it along.
0: I'm I'm sorry. That movie pisses me off. And with the sweet Batman v Superman will be moving on. Our final matchup at the Sweet 16 is our three-seed Crow City of Angels versus our two-seed of Electra. Up first is Jen.
3: What a matchup. Like, putting a giant pile of hot garbage next to a giant pile of hot garbage. Like, aside from... Crow City of Angels as being a really shitty movie I feel like we all felt as though it just kind of shit on the memory of of Brandon Lee like from the first Crow but Electra just no like no Um, yeah, yeah I would never willingly watch either of these movies so this is like this was the hardest one for me in the sweet 16 because they're just both so bad. And it's, it's kind of hard. It's you can't even pick out any redeeming qualities from either of these movies, in my opinion. So I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go gut wise because I read more, I guess of the electric comics, um, than the crow. Um, so, I don't know. I am I'm going to I'm going I'm to cast my vote for Electra because it's just it's way too way too hard to tell.
0: All right, we get started with a vote for Electra. Tony.
4: Yeah, I mean, these are very fitting to be here. Um I think this is the second of our two two three seed um mashups and we're talking about Frank Miller. Why don't we bring up the fact that Frank Miller wrote the, Electra's character originally. He was the one who came up with her in Daredevil. uh, Number 168, if I think I remember correctly, is her first appearance. Um, And you want to talk about, you know, sorry for the pun, an electrifying character. Uh, She comes into the, the comics and she's just this bad ass who you can't help but love and you know just you know as, as a young boy obviously ogle over a little bit as well because it, it, not only is she incredibly smart she's incredibly strong and nimble and attractive and she's just yeah she's a really cool character and then you get what is effectively the most watered down version of her character I have ever seen in a Daredevil movie that somehow didn't do well. Well, we know how it didn't do well, but then somehow spun off a movie about a character nobody liked in the film. I, I am still, like, at least with City of Crow, yes, it, it's an awful timing, awful timed film. Uh, City of Angels sorry Um, it's an awful time film and it was definitely a cash grab but at least was coming off of a film that made it onto our top comic book movies ever list like it's a great film the second one is not and it feels but you take that situation out and I know it's hard to and you looked at them objectively Elektra is the much worse film of these two it just makes zero sense, even from a studio standpoint. Why did you make this film? So Electra has by vote,
0: and Electra picks up a second vote. Jason,
4: yeah, everyone's
5: making some good points so far. I think Electra would benefit from a re-release now, like a uh, reimagining. I think the political and social environment is much more conducive to a movie of that type. At the time, though, like. It was coming off, yeah, Daredevil. It, just, it didn't make sense. The movie was pretty bad. Um, I have a special, I don't want to say hatred for Crow City of Angels, I just it's very distasteful to me, it's very disrespectful, and it just really, really bothers me to this day. And I have a hard time voting for Elektra over it because of that. So I'm just going to say Crow City of Angels. Uh, I think I just think that the disrespect is too much for me to to uh let it slide this time
0: and crow city of angels picks up its first vote chris these um these
1: books or movies or whatever you want to call them these are actually movies obviously but these movies are they're both blatant cash grabs they are like jennifer garner didn't want to do electra she didn't and the studio forced her to because she had a contract And then the Crow City of Angels is the worst iteration of Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan being in a movie that I have ever seen. Oh, wait, wrong, wrong City of Angels. Sorry. This is the one after Brandon Lee died. Are you kidding me? I think the studio is completely misguided there because the Crow is a good movie. I'm not saying it's a great movie. It's a movie I actually really enjoyed. But I don't know that that movie works without Brandon Lee. And I know for a fact it doesn't work when it's blatantly freaking obvious that you're profiting on a man's tragic passing. That's what that movie is. It's literally a studio making a movie to capitalize on that man's passing. That would be like the Dark Knight coming out two years later with someone else as the Joker, but being in full-on Heath Ledger makeup when without Batman. That's what it would be. It's a tragic passing that you're capitalizing on. And that, for me, is damn near unforgivable. I It, it pisses me off to no end. Like, to the point where I've got to go, which one is the worst movie? Electra's the worst movie. And it pains me to say that. And the studio that made Crow City of Angels should be freaking ashamed of themselves because everyone here knows exactly why you did that. They know exactly what happened and they know that, that was a cash grab. But Electra is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Bar none. And I have sat through some doozies of terrible movies. I didn't think I was going to say this, but move Electra along.
0: And we will be doing just that. But let's first wrap up with some words from Mike. Mike, what do you think about this?
2: I I had very similar thought processes and uh, emotional journeys, I guess you could say, as my predecessors here. Neither of these movies should exist. And we all agree on that. Uh, I, I think that's clear. One is a sequel to a bad movie and one is a sequel to a much better movie, but one that had such a tragic underlying story that it's so obviously an attempt to uh, milk that. And it, it is, as Chris said, just a travesty. They're both bad, but I think that I kind of agree. Ultimately I was going I'm, to, I'm really glad this didn't, come down to me because I kind of reached the same opinion as everybody else, which is, I hate Crow City of Angels more, I think just because of the, that, the extra story behind it. But I think that objectively speaking, Electra is the worst film. Uh, I, so I'll, I'll give it my vote. I, I, but I did the other thing. If it had come down to me, I think what was going to sway me was, with If we had voted on Crow City of Angels instead of *Electra*, we would actually have one movie that was not ostensibly based on a Marvel or DC character in the Elite Eight. And let's be honest, they should all be based on one of those two uh, comics from one of those two companies. So that's what we're going to be staring down in the next round. And thank goodness I have a lot more bourbon.
0: Thank goodness indeed, because we are going to need it. As we dive into our Elite Eight on the next show, our matchups are going to be Daredevil vs. Catwoman, 2015's Fantastic Four vs. Superman 4 Quest for Peace, Spider-Man 3 vs. X-Men Apocalypse, and Batman v. Superman vs. Electra. Just like that, we have determined the future of this bracket, and our Elite Eight in the bad comic book movies. Join us next time to find out how this all ends. We've got some crazy decisions to make, and it's only going to get crazier from here. And if you like what we're doing here and you want to help support what we're doing, please feel free to join us over at Patreon at patreon.com ptebb. We've got several different levels of uh, options and levels of support. Um, We'd love to chat with you over there. We've got our Patreon-only show, Boozy Revisited, where we go over all the bad and tough decisions we've made the month before on Boozy Bracketology, uh, as well as tons of other additional content from our other show, Pub Trivia Experience. We've got all sorts of different uh, additional trivia shows um, and, and just all sorts of content we like to throw over there. And as always, you can find us on social media everywhere at Boozy Bracketology, except Twitter, where we are boozy brackets. Because Twitter. And if you want to get involved with us, if you want to chat with us, if you want to argue about the previous week's show or just let us know where we went wrong, join us in our Facebook group, The Lounge, Fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. Uh, we're always over interact, we're always over there interacting and Uh, Just chatting with everybody, and we'd love to find out where we went wrong and where we went right and why Tim hates what we did. Um, (laughs) But for Boozy Bracketology, I have been your host, Jeff. I'm Chris. I'm Mike.
3: I'm Jen. I'm Tony.
5: And I'm Jason.
0: And we will see you on the next show.